Welcome to Be The Light Podcast with C.B. Barthlow, lead pastor of Denver Beacon. I am your host, Pastor Ty Morris. Our desire is to lead the lost, the broken, and the hopelessness of our communities, to be light bearers in our city set on a hill. Now tune in for our sermon series. Amen. Beacon, beacon, beacon. Y'all sound good this morning. And uh, and you're looking real good, too. Uh, I, you know, I, I got to let y'all know that I tricked you this morning. Y'all thought CB was coming up uh, to preach, but uh, tricked you. I'm here uh, once again. And I know some of you saying, oh, darsh, got it. No, but seriously, I'm so thankful uh, to be here. So thankful to be here uh, this morning. Um, if you could just turn your Bibles uh, real quickly, I have the Beacon Bible. I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped up because I got the Beacon Bible. But here's the thing, um, you know, for those of you that know, I turned a year uh, older, and uh, some of the print in the Beacon Bible uh, just really does not agree with me well, amen. Uh, so I, I may have to take my glasses off or at least put them on or something. But if you could turn your Bibles, if you could turn your Bibles to the book of the Acts, Acts 16, uh, the, uh, uh, Acts 16, we're going to read uh, verse 16 through 35. When you have it, say amen. I only heard like three amens. When you have it, say amen. If you need time, say hold up, wait a minute. All right, all right, all right. If you don't have it, you can just uh, look at the screen. <laughs> you can kind of cheat this morning. Acts 16. Verse 16, it says, as we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us crying out, these men are servant of the most high God who proclaimed the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of her that very hour. When her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And they had brought them to the magistrates. They said, these men are Jews. They are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in and attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off of them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had afflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. About midnight... Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners was listening to them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all of the doors were open, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. 
And the jailer called for the lights and rushed in. And trembling and with fear, fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them that same hour of the night, washed their wounds, and he baptized at once, he and all of his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. The word of the Lord is already blessed. Father, we just thank you, Lord. God, we magnify and glorify your name. God, you are perfect in all your ways. God, I pray that the uh, words of my mouth and meditations of my heart, God, that they be acceptable unto you, for you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, everybody say So check this out, y'all. I'm super excited. I'm super excited this morning. And you're probably saying, Ty, why are you excited? You know, yeah, I'm excited to preach. You know, I'm excited to be here. You know, but, uh, you know, I got a fantasy football team. And, uh, you know, today is the first full full week of uh, the NFL uh, season. So as, as, you know, as Pastor CB would say, please feel free. Please feel free to shout me down a little bit. Uh, You know, know, in my church, in my church that you know that that would mean you know talk back to me I promise you you won't get in trouble say amen you know uh you know throw something at me uh as long as it's clean and um and just uh and let's and let's get this party started as a matter of fact you know I heard a preacher say the more you say amen the quicker that I'll be now I heard a preacher I heard a preacher say that I'm not saying that (laughs) so have you have you ever heard of the uh, have you ever heard of the terminology or the term we about to get our praise on? We're about to get our praise on. It's time to get our praise on. You know, it's it's a terminology that's that's loosely used, not even in church cultures. That's it's used just in everyday life. You know, they they, they would say stuff like, whoop, whoop, we about to get our praise on in church cultures they would that they would say stuff like man the worship team they really know that they sound good today and they did shouts out to the worship team therefore we got our praise on they would say things like when you ask them how you doing they would say i'm blessed and highly favored and since i'm blessed and highly favored today guess what child i'm about to get my what praise on but today's question mark today's question is what 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 do you do when you're faced with dark times what do you do when you're faced with a midnight situation what do you do when you can't seemingly get your praise on in those dark times. You know what I'm talking about? When life throws you, you know, one of those curveballs that, 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 that you weren't quite ready for. What do you do? How? How can you get your praise on? Have you, have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered why some of the worst things happen at night? That there's something, there's something about the nighttime that can 
amplify our problems. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, right, like, like right when you getting ready to go to sleep, it seems like, it seems like those problems just continue to come in. You start thinking about, oh my God, I got 42 cents and, and, and uh, 38, I got $42.38 in the bank and my, and my bills are $44.32. You know, those problems begin to come in and those type of problems seem to be magnified, seem to be worse than what they really are. Even even to the point where it's a hard burden to carry. Man, have you, have you ever faced, have you been faced with something where you felt like, I'm talking about a midnight situation. Have you ever been faced with something where you felt like there was no way out? You know, I got, I, you know it, it, it's no way out of this. My back is, is against the wall. You know, I'm talking, I'm talking about situation where, where it seems like you're bonds and it seems like you're bonded in somewhat of a spiritual prison. And it seems like your hands are tied up the more and more you try to pry them loose. But because of this spiritual prison that you're in, midnight, you can't break your way free. My question to y'all today is what is your reaction? What, what, what's your reaction when it's darker than it's ever been before in your life? What is your reaction? And while, and while you're contemplating that, I have to tell you that your answer, Jordan, your answer really does matter. Why? Why? I'm glad you asked me. Let me answer that because God wants you and I to respond in a way that the deliverance of our situation will not only deliver and minister to you and I, but it will in fact deliver and minister into the lives of others. You know, if I, if I had to give a big idea, if I had to give a big idea today, uh, I would say the big idea today is worshiping God matters. Worshiping God matters. It matters in times of up. It matters in times of down. It matters in times of overflow. It matters in times of lack. Worshiping God matters. If I can just trouble you just for a minute with the title of this message, and it's going to be a midnight praise. Why don't you turn to about two or three people and say a midnight praise. I feel, like, I feel at home this morning. I feel at home this morning. I want, to focus, I want to focus on three parts. I want to focus on three points this morning. Point number one being a midnight praise fortifies you. A midnight praise changes the situation or suddenly changes your circumstances. A midnight praise changes others around you. Now, if I could just uh, lay a little bit of context and just a little bit of history around the book uh, of Acts. Many, many, uh, many believe that uh, the Acts 
Acts was written uh, not by Paul, even though uh, a great deal of this book was talked about Paul, but many believe that uh, the book of Acts was written by Luke, you know, because of its methodology and the way that it was carefully crafted and the detail and everything, it was believed that between the years of 50 and 70 AD that Luke penned the book of Acts. So if I can uh, just get into the nitty gritty, in Acts 16, Paul and Silas, they received the call, they received the call to go to Macedonia to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. While there, they meet a woman named Lydia. They tell Lydia about Jesus Christ. The Bible described Lydia as a worshiper of God, but there was something about Lydia. Uh, you know, she didn't, she, didn't know, she didn't know Jesus. She was a worshiper of God, but she didn't quite know Jesus. So what they did was preach to Lydia. She heard, she reacted to the call, to the, to, to, to the message of Jesus Christ. She gave her life to Jesus. She saved her and her whole household. There's some good stuff right there. But at the same time, during the course of the time, Paul and Silas, they get in trouble with the law. How many of you ever been in trouble with the law? Don't raise your hand. I'll raise my hand. <laughs> story, story goes on to say in, in the 16th verse, that as they were on their way to church, there was a slave girl who had a spirit of divination. She brought her masters much profit. You see, you see, back in the day, back in the day, and even sometimes, and it's like, you know, I used to watch, I used to watch like uh, TV like late at night, and then as the lady, this lady came on TV like, hello, my name is Mother Cleo. You know what I'm saying? Mother, Mother Cleo. You know, if you send me, you know, if you send me $9.99, then uh, I'll, I'll tell your fortune. You know what I'm saying? So not, not much has changed. Back in the day, it was a lot, it was a lot of money to be made in magic in occultism. But like everywhere else, here we have Paul shows up on the scene. And this woman, this slave girl, she begins to ridicule. She begins to speak about the most high God and proclaiming the way of salvation. Now this is from the slave girl. I'm going somewhere, guys. This is from the slave girl who has a spirit of divination. She's controlled by demonic forces. I'm gonna say that one more time. This is from a, okay, this is from a slave girl. It's kind of it's like this. It's kind of like this. Somebody telling you that you look nice today, but they go, oh, that really looks nice on you today. This is the same thing. This is the same thing. Now, now this woman in, uh, influenced by the spirit kept taunting Paul and Silas, kept taunting Paul and Silas day in and day out. And as a result of who was on the inside of Paul and Silas, Paul became rather annoyed. And she looked, he looked at the girl and said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come out right now. Stop it. And that very hour, the spirit came out. You see, you see, 
Paul, Paul knew that at the name of Jesus, that demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Now, now this is not, this is not one of my points, but I gotta, I, I gotta drop this. I, I, I gotta drop this on y'all. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? I told y'all it's football season. Get ready for the pass. I, t- I gotta drop this on you. I, I just want to stop right there and give you, and give you a bonus point. In the 16th chapter, it said that the slave girl with a spirit of divination kept following and pursuing after Paul and Silas. And in her pursuit, she kept taunting them. What you trying to say, Ty? There are going to be times in your life where the enemy will continue to follow you and pursue you, to throw you off of your game and to keep you from the things of God. You know, he'll say, he'll say things like, oh, so, and I don't, I don't know why, you know, when I, uh, you know, say, use the enemy voice. I don't know why I say like this, ow. You know what I'm saying? But that's kind of, you know, because he's kind of a weasel, right? So, so, so he'll say, you know, he'll say things like, oh, so you a Christian now. Okay. Oh, so now that you a Christian, does that mean you're going to go to church every single Sunday? Okay. He'll say, okay, so now you're going to church every single Sunday. Now, that don't mean you're going to read your Bible every day. Okay. Okay, wait a minute. Now that you're reading your Bible, going to church, and you a Christian, you know, that, does that mean you're going to pray now? Okay, okay, wait a minute. So you pray now, you're reading your Bible, you're going to church, you're a Christian. Now you're getting ready to join a small group. Okay, you're reading your Bible, going to a small group, you're a Christian, you're going to church, you're praying now. Now you want to give your service to God and, and serve the homeless. Okay, that is annoying. My point I'm trying to make is that sometimes... You just have to get annoyed. You just have to get annoyed with these types of spirit and these type of people and be like Paul and know that demons tremble at the name of Jesus. And you have to say, get thee behind me, Satan. I saw a t-shirt. I saw a t-shirt the other day I was about to buy because it, it was pretty dope. And, and it said, and it, it, it said, not today, Satan. Not, 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 not today, Satan. Sometimes I come to let y'all know, I come to let you know this morning, Beacon, sometimes you have to put a not today, Satan, in your mouth. In the name, you have to say, in the name of Jesus, not today, Satan. In the name of Jesus, stop. Stop messing with my family. Stop messing with my mind. Stop messing with my friends. In the name of Jesus, I command you to stop, be cast out, and be cast out into the very pits of hell of where you belong. Story goes on. Story goes on to say they cast out. They cast out the demon. Cast out the demon, girl. And and some people, we will say, man, well, people should be shouting. But they cast out the demon, girl. The demon of the girl. So she was no longer, she was no longer able to make her handlers. She was no longer able to make her handlers bread, money. Money, she wasn't able, you know what's that song? She wasn't able to make her handlers money. The money, the money got funny. I told y'all in those days, it was a lot of money in, in this type of witchcraft 
the money got funny. And because of this, the Bible says that they were brought in in front of the marketplace and they were brought in and everybody in the marketplace was against them. Have you ever had like, like have you ever just had everybody just like say something about you that, that, that you know like really one true? Yeah, you're like, like, yeah, you know, you know, Pastor Ty, he's 6'8". And everybody knows. <laughs> you know, I mean, they just say, they said all kind of crazy stuff. They say all kind of crazy. And so everybody was against them. Chanel, without a fair trial, they were taken. The Bible says they were beaten with rods. They were thrown in not just prison, but the Bible says that they were ordered to be thrown into the inner prison. Talk about a day. Talk about a day. I'm preaching Jesus in the morning, and then at midnight, I'm in jail without the bill. So it comes at midnight. It's getting late, and it seems like it's almost too late. Paul and Silas, they was persecuted for doing what was right and for being in the will of God and thrown in jail. It seemed like it's no way out. Can you just imagine what it would be like if you were Paul or Silas? Can you just imagine this? Mark you up there singing, you're a good, good father. It's who you are that all of a sudden clink, clink. <laughs> Can you just imagine what was going through their heads? Because they're saying, here we are proclaiming the goodness of Jesus, and yet we're now locked up. But I'm so thankful that there's hope. My God. I'm so thankful today that whatever the enemy meant for evil, that God meant it for our good. First point I want to make today is that in this midnight situation, somebody say midnight. midnight. Come on, somebody say midnight. midnight. You know, midnight are those times when, when, when you've been praying for that son and, uh, and, and he was out there wilding out. Midnight is, are those times when your husband or your wife just don't treat you the way that you know you should be treated. Midnight are those times where it seems like it's darker than ever before and you like, just give me a flashlight. Somebody give me just a glimmer. Put a nightlight up or something. This is midnight. But here, midnight, first point I want to make is a midnight praise fortifies you. Amen. It fortifies you. What do you, what, what do you mean? What do you mean, Ty? Yes, yes, I'm going to answer that. What do you mean, Ty? The scripture, the scripture said in the 16th chapter, uh, right, right about the 25th verse, it said, uh, at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were in jail praying and singing hymns to God. I want you to notice something. I want you to notice something, especially in our culture today. Notice that the Bible didn't say that uh, Paul and Silas during this midnight hour that they said, hey, where's my lawyer? I need to appeal this thing. 
I want you to notice that during this midnight time, it didn't say that Paul and Silas protested or, or cried about the social injustice or the injustice that was plaguing their lives. At this midnight time, it didn't say that they complained, cried, or murmured. But what it says at midnight in their darkest time that they prayed and sing praises unto God. In other words... What they did, Carla, they got their praise on. And you're probably saying, well, Ty, how, how, how could they get, how could they get their praise on in this midnight situation? You know, I, I remember, I remember a time when I was a kid not too long ago. And uh, <laughs> y'all caught that. I remember a time when I was, when, when I was a kid, you know, you know, my dad, my dad, he would, he, he would grab me and my brother, Lucas, he would, he would grab me and my brother, and he would set us down in front of the TV, and, you know, we, we would watch boxing, you know, we would watch Mike Tyson, you know, this, you know I'm going to pinch him out, you know what I'm saying, we were, you know, we are watching, and, and, you know, we are watching, he was like, yo, I want you to, I want you to look how they throwing their punches, yo, I want y'all to be tough, I want y'all to be tough, and, and so my dad, he, you know, he, he brought us in, he brought us some, like, some boxing gloves and uh and and then he bought us a punching bag now let me just give you just a little bit of history about my about my dad now we're not streaming this thank god but let me give you just a little bit of history about my father so my father is uh he's what you call i, I love him so much but he's what you call uh, how do i put this he's what you call cheap he yeah yeah, yeah, he's what you call cheap. How, how cheap, how cheap is he? My, 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 thank you. My, my very, my, my, my very pair, first pair of Air Jordans were not Air Jordans, but they were Air Gordons. <laughs> you know, the Jordan sign, you know how Jordan doing this? You know, he's bald-headed. My, for, for some reason, my Jordan sign had an afro and a microphone. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. But my dad... He set us down. He's like, yo, I get you these punches. You know, I get you these gloves, and I'm going to buy you a punching bag. But in his unconventional way, he bought us an unconventional bag as opposed to a bag hanging up, you know, hanging up on, on chains and ropes where we could, you know, hit it. He brought us a bag with, like, I think it was, like, Andre the Giant on the front of it. But, but it was, like, you know, it was a thing. It wasn't even about this tall. And, uh, you know, it had, like, Andre the Giant on the front of it, and it, it set on the floor. And it was like a, a little weight on the inside of it. And I'm like, I don't want to hit Andre the Giant. <laughs> but he said, no, go ahead and hit it. So I hit it. I hit it. Andre take a punch. <laughs> Dre takes a punch. He falls down. He comes back up. He said, go ahead and hit it again. Hit it again. I, I hit it again. He said, like, you got to do a combo. So I hit him with the one, two. You know what I'm saying? Look, I can really fight. One, two. You know what I'm saying? So I hit him with the combo. Andre falls down. Bloop. And just pops back up. Bah. And then finally, I'm like, I'm tired of Andre popping back up. So I hit Andre with like an 18-piece combination. Bah, 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 bah. Bah. Knock Andre across the room. Knocked him across the room. He's way over there somewhere. And I just see Andre pop back up. 
You see, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that this punching bag was indestructible, but the reason that the punching bag kept on popping back up was because of the weight, because of the thing that was on the inside of this. You see, I told you earlier that Paul and Silas had something on the inside of them that fortified them to the point that even in a midnight situation, that as they're being beaten and prodded and being hit with the left and right, that they could take a licking and keep on ticking and pop back up. The reason why they was able to pop back up wasn't just because of what was on the inside of them, but it was because of who was on the inside of them. What are you trying to say? And the thing that's the one that was on the inside of them was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and they knew that the thing that rooted them, they was able to pop back up. What are you saying, Ty? Because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. You too can take some lickings. You too can take some body blows. You too can get hit. But every time you get hit because he's on the inside of you, all you have to do is just pop back up. Ah, uh, yeah, pop back up when they lay you off on your job. Praise them and pop back up. Pop back up when, when, when they're talking about you on social media. Just pop back up. Pop back up when your boss is tripping, when your finances are in disarray. All you have to do is just take that hit and pop back up. What needs to happen is that you, be, you need to begin to get a song and a praise on the inside of you like God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that will not be shaken. So in the name of Jesus, the enemy's defeated, and I will shout it out. Shout it out. So in those midnight situations, I'm excited in those midnight situations, we need to begin to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I just want to encourage you to take, to take a page out of David, uh, the psalmist, where he says in Psalms 34 that I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. How did David know that? Because he knew that greater is he that was within him than he that's within the world. And I come to let you know that the greater one is in y'all today. That's a good place to say hallelujah. Ah, uh, my God, I didn't, I didn't expect to sweat today. Wasn't leading worship. Well, the second point, I want to make is a midnight praise. It not only changes and fortifies you, Pastor CB, but a midnight praise changes the situation. Ray, a midnight praise suddenly changes the situation. Bible says, the Bible says, as the story goes on, in verse 26, the Bible says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. If I can just deal, if I can just deal with that word suddenly for a minute, Carrie, 
If I can just deal with that, with that word suddenly, suddenly, suddenly means out of nowhere. Like it just popped up. You know, it's just, oh my God. It just caught him off guard. Suddenly means unexpected. Suddenly means unpredictable, in an unpredictable way. You see, Paul and Silas during this midnight situation, all they knew to do was to begin to give God the praise and get their praise on. But in the midst of them getting their praise on, God did something for them. He brought about a suddenly. Out of nowhere, earthquake, earthquake happened. Earthquake came. Now something about an earthquake, when earthquake happens, it's something that takes place, things begin to shift. Things begin to move, bless you. When an earthquake happens, stuff starts to move out of place. In other words, things are not as stable as they once, oh my God. The world system, oh my God. The world systems, when God brings an earthquake, are not as, oh wow, as not as they once were. Things begin to shake. The Bible says, that suddenly an earthquake happened and it shook the very foundation of the prison house. I want you to notice something. It didn't say that, that it shook the prison house. This is why it's important to read your Bible. But it said it shook the foundation of the prison house. Stay with me. Stay with me. I'm going, I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. You see, the foundation of the prison house is what's underneath the prison house. Ah, uh, it, it's, 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 what's, it's what the prison house is sitting on. Stay, stay with me. Don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. I promise you. I'm, com I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. It's what the prison is on. You see, I don't, I, I don't know if you know anything about earthquakes, but, but I'm, told, uh, I'm told that, you know, it, it caused a seismic shift uh, in the ground. I'm told that in order for the foundation of something to shake and move, then the ground underneath has to break apart. Mm. What are you saying, Ty? Melody, I'm glad you asked me that. Men built the prison on top of God's ground. What they did was build the prison on top of God's territory. What are you trying to say, Pastor Ty? I don't care what demon is coming after you or may think they have you in your prison. I don't care how many people ridicule and taunt you and think they have you shackled up, how many circumstances are out of your control. I've come to let you know and to encourage you today that because God made the ground, then he have access to your foundation. Yeah, he can break it. He can break up, shift up, move some things, 
on your behalf. That's the thing about foundation. Now we all know, we all know that if your foundation is in trouble, that whatever is sitting on top of the foundation is in trouble too. You see, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know about, I don't know about y'all, but you know, if I can, you know, if I can just kind of be honest, you know, okay, so this is where I'm about to hit you over the head. So, you know, put your, you know, you know I'm, I'm about to hit you over the head with this. I know you was like, you know, Pastor Ty, you know, he's, he's giving us this real, this real encouraging word and, you know, I'm about to shout and I'm about to run. Uh, you know, Brandy, I see you about to run across the uh, church. Uh, but uh, Pastor Ty, he's giving us this word. You see, but I don't know about y'all. I, I, you know, is it okay if I just be honest? Is it okay you know, if, if I just be honest with y'all this morning? You say, I, I don't know. I like Paul and Silas and their midnight situation. I'm not sure. And I, and I know that I'm not by myself in saying this, but uh, I'm not sure if I'll get my praise on in this situation. I, I, just, I just got to be honest. Like, it, it sounds good, like real talk. It sounds, but I, you know, I just have to be honest with you. But the lesson here is that you still need to get your praise on. You see, if, if you, know, you, you catch me on the wrong day, you, you say the, the wrong thing to me, you know, it's, it's going to be let's go, but it ain't going to be no Pastor Ty. <laughs> let's go. You see, what are you saying, Pastor Ty? You see, at midnight, we go around trying to free ourselves. We go around trying to make things better ourselves. We often try to get people to like us at those midnights. I don't know why. I don't know why they won't friend me on Instagram or TikTok. I did, I did all of the dancing. Bloop, bloop. I did all of those, but they still won't follow me on this. We, we try. We try to make things better ourselves. But I come to let you know that, uh, that, that if you ever get a hold of God in those midnight situations, he will suddenly go underneath your foundation where your problem lies and where they rest and begin to shake up things to the point that your chains that had you bound, that they fall off. I heard Tony, I heard Tony Evans I heard Tony Evans say this because oftentimes in, in, our, in our midnight situation, despite, uh, in spite of how uh, things are in the world today, everyone in the world today is telling, us, uh, uh, is telling us that we have to be independent. You know, you gotta, you know, do things on your own. You know, I mean, they, they, you know, they even wrote a song about it way back in the day. I'm not old enough uh, uh, to know the song, but I heard it because I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a musician, but it said, God bless the child that got his own, that get his own. You know, you know and, and those types of behaviors totally takes us away from the things of God. Because we're not supposed to be dependent upon ourselves. That's not how God intended for this thing to do. God intended for us to get a hold of him and totally depend upon him. Tony Evans, Tony Evans said, God wants to stretch your spiritual stamina while shrink, shrinking your self-dependency. He wants to stretch your ability to trust in him even when it's tough by shrinking what you can do for yourself. How do you get, 
a hold of God. Well, it's easy. You begin to give God a midnight praise in those bad times. That's how you get a hold of God. How do you get a hold to God? You begin to give God a midnight praise for the things that he's done, for the things that he's doing, and for the things that he's getting ready to do. Why, why, why? Because, because, because we've heard, we've heard it said, we've heard and said in churches, we've heard that God responds to the praises of his people and that he indwells uh, the praises of his people. You see, one thing about midnight, the thing that makes midnight midnight is not the fact that it's dark but the thing about the thing that makes midnight midnight and in particular your midnight situation Jason is that in your midnight situation you just can't unshackle yourself you just can't do it so it's midnight God shakes up things and I want you to notice that he didn't need no help doing it he didn't need your help doing it. And the Bible says he shook up things. And immediately the doors were open. Third thing I want to say, my third point, I'm almost done. My third point is things happen when a midnight praise is given because it changes others around you the bible says as as they were praising god that the other prisoners that the other prisoners that they was listening they notice it didn't say that they joined in but it said that the other prisoners was listening why why if we could bring this to today's time in your midnight situation people want to see what you doing when you getting ready to hit your midnight situation? Ooh, they 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 want to say now you've been going to church this 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 whole time you've been preaching you've been hearing the word of God you've been telling me how to get out of my midnight situation. What you gonna do, Scooby Doo, in your midnight situation? What are you gonna do in your midnight situation? The thing I love. The thing I love about this, my, just in case you guys didn't know, my favorite book in the whole wide world is the Bible. So, so as I was reading, as I was reading this book, I love this story. I love this story because it says that other folks was listening to them as they got their praise on at about midnight. They tuned in to the praise. You see, at, at, at about midnight, other prisoners was in jail too. It was... It wasn't just midnight <laughs> for Paul and Silas, but it was midnight for everybody that was there. Notice everyone was shackled and bound and in prison, but only two people knew what to do <laughs> in those midnight situations. Everybody heard the two people who knew what to do in those midnight situations. Everybody heard them give praise. And everybody around them, as a result of their praise, everybody around them got free. Every shackle was released. This type of freedom and this type of praise is called an overflow praise. 
You see, you see, and an, an, an over and overflow praise is something that will comes out of you that will hit somebody else. And I come to let you know that once you begin to praise God, that your praise can now turn into an overflow praise and release the lives of someone else. It's kind of like it's kind of like you had a football game. It's kind of like you had one of those football games, Jason, and you're at the football game and your section like, bro, dude, let's do the wave. Let's do the wave. And you know, everybody was like, everybody waved. Like, and then all of a sudden, I, the whole stadium just starts to wave. And they like, bro, let's do it again. And they start again. And the whole stadium starts to wave. This is how your praise should be. Your praise should be a tsunami, a tsunami of goodness that will release people from their, from their bondage. Your praise should cause a wave that people will say, I just have to lift my hands. Your praise should cause a wave that people will say, I just got to run for Jesus. Your praise should cause a wave where lives are changed and people are set free. Your praise, midnight praise, should change the life of others. Now check this, check this out. Check, check, check this out because... It's about, it's about to get real sweet. It's about, it's about to get real dope. No cap. No cap. That means, that, that, that means it's good. I heard some kids say that, so. I said, I said I would see if I could put it in my message today. Uh, that means it's about to get real good. About to get real. Verse, verse 27. Verse 27. When the jailer, when the jailer woke up and saw that the doors, saw that the doors were open, the Bible says that he drew out his sword not to go after the prisoners, but he, he drew out his sword to kill himself. He did this because he thought that everyone had escaped. You see, he knew. He knew, Tasha. He knew he couldn't explain a local lies a localized earthquake? What is he going to say? What had happened was the ground began to shake and uh, it just tore this place up, but everyone else's house is fine. He knew. He couldn't explain that. He knew that because of this, that possibly the Roman government would have killed him. So at about, at about midnight, he decided to take things into his own hands and was getting ready to kill himself. Sometimes in your midnight, uh, my God, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but sometimes in your midnight situation, you just want to die. You feel like, mm, you feel like you've done everything you could do. You felt like you said enough prayers. You felt like you've been a good man or a good woman. You felt like you followed orders because he followed orders to a T. But at times, you felt like you wanted to die. You wanted to just kill yourself. I, I remember I was in Jamaica 
And uh, while in Jamaica, I had released, man, I don't even know where I'm going. I don't even know where I'm going. But while in Jamaica, I had released a song called, you know, it's uh, Alive. It's a great day to be alive. You know, we got to dance to it and everything. And I released this song, and here I am singing about it's a great day to be alive. But because of depression, because of the things that the enemy was whispering in my ear, because of some of the things that I saw that I thought that I should have, I was so miserable to the point that there I am in one of the most beautiful places in the world overlooking the Caribbean Sea on the 17th floor. I stepped out of the balcony and was getting ready to jump. My midnight situation was so overpowering to me that I had lost, Michelle, the will to live. And had it not been for the grace of God, and had it not been for my wife, who at the time, Pastor, was in the shower. Mm. But she heard the sliding door open. And she came out and she yelled out to me, Tyree, don't you do that. You got too much to live for. And not only did she yell it out to me, but she grabbed me and pulled me back. And I remember this like it was yesterday because as she was praying, <laughs> as she was praying for me, she was also giving God the praise in advance. She was also thanking God in advance for what God did in my life, for what God did in our family life, and for what God was going to do in our lives. And she's praying, and she was saying, I plead the blood of Jesus over him right now. He shall live, she kept on saying, he shall live and not die. He shall live and not die. He shall receive and see the goodness of the Lord. She kept on saying that, and she kept on saying it, and she got louder and louder and louder. And by this time, CB, I'm back to myself now, and I'm saying, whoa, she's very, very loud. She's very loud. What are you trying to say? Paul yelled out. Do not harm yourself. We are all here. We are all here. We didn't leave. We didn't bounce. I don't know about y'all, but in these types of situation, you've been beaten. Somebody have slapped you around. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> you're freed from that situation. I know some of us probably would have just left the jail. But Paul said, we're here. And the reason why they didn't leave the jail 
The reason why they didn't say, okay, bye, was because they realized that their deliverance was to deliver somebody else. What are you trying to say, Ty? There are times that even in the midst of your troubles, even in the midst of your oppressions, you have to even cry out to the oppressor with such passion and say, we're here. I'm here for you. This reminds me what Jesus hung there on the cross and Luke the 23rd chapter 24, when he cried out, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. God, they oppress me, but forgive them. Father, they said this about me, but forgive them. Father, they put me in this midnight situation, but forgive them. So, God, I'm going to give you a midnight praise because now I realize as I follow your example that I need to begin to cry out for others. You see, because Pookie needs to be saved in his midnight situation. Daquan needs to be saved in his midnight situation. Sharon needs to be saved. Karen needs to be saved. And it's up to us that as we go and be freed and be delivered that we take that same veracity and that same passion to deliver others around us conclusion so Jella called for the lights they brought them before Brought them before Paul and Silas, and the worship team could come up. Brought them before Paul and Silas, and he cried out, what must I do to be saved? And that's a great place for us to be. When folks have ridiculed you, when you've gone through so much, and then they come back to you and say, can you just tell me about this Jesus thing again? I see, I, I, I see that you're shouting. I see, I, I see that you're jumping. Can you, just, can you just like let me in? Or can, can you, my mom is in the hospital and I, know, and I know you to be a man of God. Can you just pray for my mom? Can you just pray for my family? Paul, Silas, they led him to Christ he was saved but the dope thing about this was it wasn't just him that was saved but the Bible says that it was his whole household that was saved guys your midnight praise your deliverance could literally shift generations it could literally shift generations. So as I prepare to close, as I prepare to pray, I just pray right now that 
the next time we find ourselves in a jam, that, that we react in a way that worshiping God matters. Because your midnight praise is the key to release things. Father, I thank you, Lord God. You're so magnificent, Father. You're so awesome. God, I thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for preaching this, God, through me. God, I pray, Father, that as I was ministering, Father, that, that perhaps the Holy Ghost was ministering to someone else. So God, I pray right now, Father, that while they are at where they are, God, I pray, Father, that you will begin to suddenly break chains, release strongholds. And God, not only that, change generations through them. God, I thank you for it in advance, and I believe it to be done. And it's in Jesus' name. And all of God's people say, amen. Thanks for joining Be The Light Podcast with lead pastor C.B. Barthlow. Visit our website at denverbeacon.org. To download our Beacon app, text Beacon to 97000. Once again, text Beacon to 97000. Or join us in person at Beacon this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Comedy Works, 1226 15th Street in Denver, Colorado. Whatever you do, please remember to be the light. Let's go!